You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the penultimate Scottish Football Forums podcast of the season. I'm joined by Greg and John. All right, guys. All right. Evening. All right, it's, it's almost over, the, the season-long podcast is almost over. We're almost up to 50 podcasts for one season. Mm-hmm. It's been good. We've still got plenty, plenty of banter we're left. We're still running total for a podcast. Many we done overall. Oh, oh, we must be 100 and, 125, I, must, I think. Is that right? I was say, it must be over 100. Ah, doesn't oh, time fly? 132, this is. Oh, jeez. Oh, what? that's a lot of me talking. <clears throat> is your welcome still the same as the very first postcard, very first podcast as well? It is. It is. I keep it the same, John. Just so everybody knows where we are, because if I came in and, and mixed it up and said hi, how you doing? Then it just wouldn't be right. So it's got to be the same. And as I've said before, my voicemail is the same my, on my house phone, which nobody gets because nobody phones me. Aye. But if they did, they'd did hear it, my boring voice. So there's plenty of games to discuss in this podcast. Uh, I think we'll be discussing them in great detail because we've all watched the highlights in depth. Uh, I've got a charity bet, some other bits and bobs to discuss, uh, some going on since the season's finished, uh, Scotland squad, then playoffs coming up, and we'll try and pick a charity bet in the midweek games. We'll see how we go anyway. There's no many games to choose from, and I think it's going to be a bit of potluck with the, the knockout competition in effect. Have we got a goal scorer bet still? Aye, we've still got a goal scorer bet, John. Oh. Uh, so I'll start with the charity bet last week, and we oh, pretty rubbish. We went for Hearts win and a Celtic win. So that's two fails right there. Hearts getting beat 3-2 and Celtic drawn three each. We went for Michael Moffat to score first for Ayr, but he failed to score completely. Uh, Ayr got beat 1-2-1 in that game. He's... Uh, Greg Stewart scored twice, I think it was, and Gordon Pope scored for air. So, aye. Gordon rubbish. Pope scored, did he? Aye, Pope scored. Pope. So, unfortunately, He's we didn't get out. anywhere with that. And it was a bit annoying we went for the midweek, Greg, because we had nothing to look forward to at the weekend. Uh, it was a charity I bit. I know. I know. That's, we, 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 sort of, we shot our boat a bit early last week, didn't we, with those midweek games? Aye, Especially the usual Especially when there was uh, <laughs> no, one, no one forthcoming. <laughs> I'm not taking that abuse, Greg. You hear that? You hear John typing up there? Don't worry, John's medicine's about to come to him in about ah, two yeah. minutes. Oh, we start talking about these games. I'm just about to bend over and take it. <laughs> <laughs> here's what, here's what I was thinking for the first, the first scorer bet. <laughs> right, we've got Cowdenbeath are playing against Unfermline on Wednesday night and it's live on BBC Alba. Oh, nice right. one. And live, live. Live, live. Good. 7.45. You thinking of Hemmings? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't he throw me there? You, you made me question myself there when I was pretty confident. I was going to go for Greg Stewart. He scored four goals in the last two games. Who did you play Beath. for? Cowden Beath. Beath. At home. Home, yep. What's, what's the score for the first leg? Is it a first leg? This is the first leg. This is the first leg. Yep, uh, Cownbeath mm-hmm. are 65 and the bookies have got Dunfermline 19 to 10. So they're going for the home win 
and Greg Stewart's on form. He's ninety-two. Ah, it's worth a it's worth a shout. It's it's problem is this stage of the season there's there's little or nothing to choose from, so that sounds as good a as good a a reason to go for him. Uh, he was the the obvious one that jumped out at me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's really tricky this time of year. We only have a clutch of games on. Yep. Right, you happy with that then, John? Aye, on you go, aye. I'll go with that then. Oh, and and where were the heaven scored first? I'll I'll just say I told you so. <laughs> and one thing that's that's very very frustrating about all this, the BBC website is rubbish when it comes to the playoffs. And BBC website's rubbish. Full stop. Yep, I I don't know what's going on about it. But see if you look at the football fixtures coming up this week, no, th- there's no playoffs happening. No playoffs it's happening. Aye. It's ridiculous. No, nothing. Ridiculous. No no games. No. Nah. That's ah, happening in England, then they don't care. Ah, it's, it's, it's married with the fact that there's, there's looks as though there's going to be zero um, sort of coverage in the main BBC channels as well. It's good that I've, I've, I've picked it up and they're, are going to show it, but you would think maybe some of the yeah, BBC One or something might, BBC One Scotland might actually show a bit of interest in this as well instead of leaving it to the relatively unknown uh, BBC Albert to pick up the game. They used to, the BBC Scotland used to mm. be really good. Yeah, I know that they had uh, the SPL contract at one point, but yeah. they were still good picking up the odd friendly, national friendly, the, the odd European tie that was maybe less attractive. So that's cuts, what mate. BBC's there for, I've said it before. It's budget cuts. Yep. But one positive I heard during the week was that BT Sport's going to pick up the second leg of the Premiership playoff final. So all that's right. good. It's, it's uh-huh. all pending. Hibs uh-huh. agreeing to that, of course. You know what yeah. they like, the dicks. They're not really, aren't they? That's a bit harsh. Um, bit harsh. Well, we'll come on to that discussion we'll, as well. I will, we'll come on to that because, um, as my dad described it, I'm, I'm a bit bitter. <laughs> but anyway, we'll come on to that. Aye, come on to that. Because I've, I've got a difference of opinion here with us. Aye, I right. think I've, right. I think I'm I'm right behind Hibs. Save it, save Aye. it. Aye. So the the Premiership games we had quite a few midweek had a full card, and well I'll, I'll rhyme off the scores. We had Ross County beat Hibs one 0 The Hearts got beat off Partick Thistle. Uh, Killy beat St Mirren. Motherwell beat Inverness, and St Johnston drew with Celtic. I watched the Dundee United against Aberdeen game on the telly, and apart from Vernon scoring scoring goals. To put it simply, <laughs> more than one. <laughs> more than one. <laughs> I thought that uh, probably the highlight was Gunning. I don't know if you've seen when he, he tried to elbow the guy and he missed. And the guy went down and Gunning ended up getting booked. And his reaction to it, I don't know if you've seen it when he was. Uh, yep. He was acting as if he was a, a, a bit of a smell. <laughs> I've tweeted it if nobody's, nobody's seen it but I took a wee vine and unfortunately the six seconds wasn't long enough to fully capture <laughs> capture it because he really was good he was he's quite good at acting and it's a bit surprising considering it was him that was given the big elbow Yeah. yeah and if that yeah. was the middle of the season we might have seen him being retrospectively sent off for that but he some, somehow got away with it I suppose the referee booked him because he's got it Rangers in the summer that's why he'll be getting away with it oh I don't know don't know don't know what's going to happen there with the finances. Mind you, I've seen Bouguera was linked today. I don't know just if we can handle Mosna and Bouguera. Every ex-Rangers player will get linked. That's the that's the signing policy. Um, it's, it's a guy that's been released from um, Sunderland. Queller, Carlos Queller. He'll oh, be released he'll be back. as well. Aye, they'll all be back. Andy Gorham, he'll be back. Andy Gorham. John Gregg. John Gregg would still get a game, aye. Aye, Kenny Miller. 
Boyd up top. Barry Ferguson. Barry Ferguson midfield. Charlie Miller. <laughs> Charlie Miller. <laughs> That's nice Charlie Miller, isn't it? Bob Malcolm. Bob Malcolm. <laughs> Bob Malcolm will be back. Aye. Aye, he, was fine. he slapped one of his players, aye. Oh, I see that. I see that another one. It's not the full shell. So, those results set up a brilliant final day for the, the bottom six and the top six, I suppose. But for some reason, I was more uh, more captivated by the, the bottom six and, in particular, Hibs against Killy. I was really looking forward to this game. I know that BT Sport, they, they had a slot free on the Saturday lunchtime and they, they kept it free just to pick the right game. They took their time, they looked at it and said, what game can we pick out of this? We're going to pick the game that's going to be exciting. It's going to have worldwide interest. It's going to be a, a playoff decider. Some got carried away and thought it was the, the playoff final, but no, no, it was to decide who was going into the playoff. Brilliant. Looking forward to it. Really, really planned my day around it. I told the wife couldn't do my chores because I was going to be watching the football. <laughs> but BT Sport, they didn't announce it for some reason. But I thought, no, it's all right. I blamed somebody at BT Sport, actually, during the week. I said, that they're just slow at updating their website. And then I think it was maybe Friday evening, I found out that no. There's going to be no Hibs versus Kelly game because of, as I've said before, dicks at Hibs. <laughs> no, we're going to bite the hand that feeds us. We're going to upset BT Sport who plough millions into the game. And we're going to say, no, you're not going to get this game. Your your schedule is going to be empty. Tough. Aye. How much were they going to pay on Saturday for showing the game? How much were Nothing. they going to pay Hibs? Apparently Hibs yeah. were going to get, they weren't going to get any extra money. Correct. So that's quite right. BT Sport paid for a a package of games and they're Uh a game light now. Uh, Hibs have already already filled their quota of home games. In fact, they've filled more than their quota of home games. I think Hibs have the right to do what they did because I think the whole thing on Saturday, surely you want folk at a park stadium watching the game. Of course you do. 15,057 they had at the game. So I would say having the game not by, by the game not being on TV, that certainly would have boosted the crowd a wee bit. Five well, thousand yep. more than the previous week, and okay, Kamarlik took a, a, a decent support with him, but it wasn't five thousand. And you convert those extra, let's say, four thousand tickets um, into cash, and you say, well, are, are, are you as a club Hibs happy to lose that amount of money just so somebody who has uh, who supports neither team can can sit at home and watch it on the TV? It's hard to put a figure on it. We can't say for certain that there was X number of fans went, but I think I'll agree that there would have been more fans at the game because it wasn't on the telly. So they're going to get some extra income. But then what if BT now turn around and say, you know what, see, the next time the deal comes up, we're not going to pay you as much. I don't see how they can argue that because it's been, uh, Hibs have fulfilled their, their, their commitment. It's not to do with Hibs, the fact that BT have ended up a game light. BT should have scheduled their, 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 um, their programming better. Hibs have fulfilled their... their if, if Hibs have been turning around and saying, nah, this is our sixth game and we're not letting you so out of degree, I say, like, that's bang it out order. Hibs have fulfilled their part of the bargain. And why should they lose out financially um, to keep BT Sport happy? You can't, you can't have this, this situation where you've got TV companies dictating to clubs what they can and can't do. And I know clubs are reliant on TV money. Everybody knows that. But, you know, at the moment we tolerate these ridiculous kick-off times to keep TV companies happy. And at some point there has to be a club somewhere that makes a stand and says, no, do you know what, we're going to lose out financially as a result of this and we're not doing it. Let's say, for argument's sake, there's a thousand extra people at that game. 
which I think's in the light side. I think it was probably four times that. And let's say it's twenty five quid a ticket. I mean, there you go. That's twenty five grand. If it's four thousand folk, that's a hundred thousand pounds. Why should Hibs be out of pocket to the tune of a hundred thousand pounds? That's a new signing that season. That's well, wages. Maybe a... wages for one, two players. And if they're a team that might be ending up in that first division, that's a massive, that's a massive hole in their their budget next season. I, I, well, I just, I, I don't get the argument that that Hibs are, are letting people down, but but that's I really don't. Their budget's going to be hit even harder if they annoy some somebody like BT Sport. Well, what are we supposed to do then? Are we supposed to just let BT Sport call the shots? What if BT Sport come in next year and say, you know how we paid you ten million this year? Well, actually, we're only going to pay you two million this year. What do oh, we do? Oh, certainly. Do we just say, all right, we'll take it? Certainly, the this this may not influence the 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 uh, the financial side of future deals at all. It may not even it affect the relationship between BT Sport and Hibs, but it has the potential to. I think it's a selfish act. I think that, that clubs need to accept that there's a, there's millions getting pumped into the game from the TV companies. And we could we could argue that it's it, they're not pumping in enough compared to other leagues out there in Europe, uh, even just across the border in England. But they are pumping in money, and I just don't think we want to annoy them. I no, think I, I think I... we have to we have to bend a wee bit here. The fixture was already at lunchtime to allow the TV pictures, so that that had already happened. That that was still the case whether it was on the TV or not. So that aspect of it, the the fans were were inconvenienced for that. Well, a three o'clock well, kick off would have been has, better. There has to be a bit of give and take on both sides. I agree. Exactly. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. Their way and the TV company have their way. There has to be a bit of give and take. But if BT turned around at eleven thirty and said, "Right, fair enough." We appreciate the fact that by having this on TV, you might put your gate money down. So we'll give you an extra, I don't know, 50 grand as a token payment. Even if there was Aye. some sort of offer of extra money, then at least Hibs would be in a position to say, well, look, do we take the money? Do we chance an extra gate? Because Hibs are absolutely 100% right in doing what they did because they saw their gate rocket on Saturday. And they made the occasion all the better as well. There's umpteen well, Kamarlick fans there that probably wouldn't have travelled if they could have sat in a pub and watched. There's umpteen Hibs fans that could have sat in a, in a pub and, uh, and Leith Walk and watched it, but instead they've gone along and watched the game. And OK, the game was poor. But, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a spectacle, you want as many people in the stadium as possible. Oh, I agree with that. I, I, I don't know if I agree with the, the fact that the crowd's rocketed. I don't, I don't know how we can... I think there's 5,000 well, 5, more at that game than there was at the Partick Thistle game the week before. Right, and what uh, one was more important? Well, I think they're, they're both important. Well, they're both important. If you're sitting last game of the season and you're playing Partick Thistle, knowing that, I think, I, I mean, I think a win would have, would have probably seen Hibs safe. They even got a, probably even would have. I think the final game was more important, though. Aye, but see, they, they got a higher crowd on Saturday than what they did for the last game against Hearts. At Easter Road. That, that says it all. There you go. That tells you all you need to know. And if that game had been on the TV... Um... But how can you can't separate the fact that this was a, a decider? So I, I would say that I would say a lot of the crowd was because it was a decider. The one against Aye. Partick, if they... Yeah, they could have went safe there. But if they didn't win, they knew they had the backup of the final game. Yeah, but why, why, should Hibs, why should Hibs have to take that gamble? They've got absolutely no way of knowing. Um, but, 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 the, but the TV, but the attendance would be if the game was on TV. They've You're got right, to they take don't. the gamble and say, do you know what? We can't, we can't take the risk of showing this in case the gate ends up a half of what we expect it could be. So they've, they've got to play safe and they've got to say, now, do you know what? If you want to come along and see this game, be it a, be it a Hibs fan or a Kelly fan or a neutral, come and come and stump your money up to the gate and come and watch it. Aye, it's a TV company's at fault. They should have. They should have. If they wanted to put the game on, they should have stumped up the extra cash. Yep. For me. I, Hibs are, I don't think Hibs have got any blame at all 
for me, you, you mentioned there if you if you're neutral and you want to to uh, go and watch the game. Uh, I'm a neutral and I feel I have stumped up the cash to BT Sport for my subscription, and that money should have got me a game of football, and it didn't. Well, well your, your argument, Brats, your arguments with BT Sport, then it's not with Hibs. Yes, BT well, Sport, you, BT Sport are a game light. We've and not they've, mentioned. They've They've got a club that have already fulfilled their minimum requirements. Then it's BT Sport that they blame. You'd go, I'd, I'd, I'd um, chat BT Sports door and say I'm a game like, give me a discount. It's not his fault. There is a an argument that BT Sport should have moved to another game. I'm not sure how long yep. it takes to set up a, a TV uh, rig at the, the the various stadiums, but they found out on Thursday. I'm sure mm-hmm. Thursday the Easter Road Thursday. wasn't so going to be happening. They've got at least a day. To so yeah, the, decamp uh, somewhere else, and I don't think it yep. takes it takes much more than a day to get that stuff set up. I think it, yeah, it's something I don't really know about. But these guys are professionals, and they've got massive massive teams, so I'm sure it doesn't take too long. And also, I think the SPFL needs to take a bit of the blame in the contract. They should have they should add a contract with BT Sport and Sky that said, look, yep, we're going to have this rule in place because I agree with the the reasoning behind this rule that. The, they have X number of home games as a limit because we yeah. don't want the TV companies taking the piss out of the, the clubs and uh, doing them out of the home gate receipts. Like We don't want them, for example, yeah. going to uh, Easter Road 15 times in a season. Yeah. We don't want that to happen. So there has to be a limit. I agree with that, but I think that there also has to be something in the contract so the SPFL should have done this. This should the SP, be something the, SP, the contract. The SPFL should have should have mediated between the two because otherwise it could have begs the question: Well, what are the SPFL doing then if they're not getting involved in that? Because even they, I'm sure, could have turned and said to Habs, "Well, look, we know it's not ideal. Stick the game on, and we'll bung you fifty grand." Their job, the that's all it was taking, is to promote the product, and they should have stepped in. As you say, they should have stepped in and said, "Right, okay, you're talking about uh, you want the extra money from the gate receipts. How about we pay that?" Yep. We pay that out our coffers. BT yep. wins, the public wins because they get to watch the game. The game's promoted, one of the top games of the season, I would have said. Uh, one of the most important anyway. And everyone's a winner, but it just didn't happen. So, like, I, I phoned my dad and he was pretty much saying what the two years were saying and he called me bitter. And <laughs> I, think, I think I am because I was looking forward to it so much. I think yeah. that, that I have to blame somebody and Hibs get the brunt of it. SPFL a bit and then BT a wee bit mm. I did say though weeks ago Hibs would end up in the playoff spot didn't they yep I think there was I... many of us predicting it because the, their form is just terrible uh, Butcher's lucky he's still in a job really if he didn't have the reputation I think that people yeah. say that oh he's not had a chance to rebuild but I think he's, got, just... two game, he's got two games left Yep, frankly and if he doesn't win those games he's out he's gone if they go to the first division He's got to go, and I, I can't see them. I can't see it happening for them, to be honest. No, nope. nope. the playoffs oh, I think because going in Hamilton. Uh, it's just I, I I can't see it for them. Uh, it's good that BT are showing the second leg. Uh, hopefully the the first leg gets covered by BT Alba. I'd like to see that. Mm. But yeah, uh, so the, but the bottom half of the table of the weekend wasn't too exciting. Uh, I know the Hearts fans had a a bit of party time against St Mirren but I think that was nothing really to do with the actual game of football it was because they, they seemed to be taking this relegation pretty well and enjoying their time enjoying the news that they came out of administration and budge managed to, to take control uh, but other than other than the Hibs game which ended 1-0 to Kelly and I've got to say I was chuffed to bits with that uh, despite only being able to listen to the radio 
the radio football's rubbish. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it myself. But again, it's it's probably worth mentioning uh, Chris Boyd's contribution again this season. I think when he signed, a lot of people, myself included, thought it looked like a pretty desperate signing and, and Kamara's behalf, and he looked overweight and out of shape. But mm-hmm. give the guys, uh, give the guys, he's cropped up with goals that have kept him in that division. And of course, you just knew it was going to be him that, that scored on Saturday, scored that vital goal on Saturday. So he's he's more than repaid the the faith that Kelly have showed in him. This season, it'll be interesting to see where he goes next season. Yes, I think that he's got a step up coming. Uh, where that is, I don't know. But yeah, uh, I think he's done more than enough to, to deserve that. He's he's carried Kelly this season. Without him, they, they would have been oh, they, were down, they would have been right challenging Hibs for yep. the worst team in the league. But yeah, uh, I, I, uh, really good season from him. And talk is that he's going to Rangers. Who knows? Who knows? Talk's cheap. Aye, aye, it is. So aye, so other than that, at the bottom, St Mirren had the chance to, I think it was to get their best SPL finish. They, they had the chance to get seventh place, which they, they missed yeah. out on. And for some reason, Danny Lennon's now out of a job. I'm not sure what St Mirren are, are wanting from a manager <laughs> because I thought that he's, he's done a good job and if he was a game away from seventh. Does, so does that mean that the top brass want better than 7th they want a top 6 finish from St Mirren it's, it's confusing they may be looking at it and they weren't far off the playoff spot and whether maybe they think there he's, is just that, maybe yes. take, he's maybe just taking St Mirren as far as he could I think it's a bit harsh as well we won a cup with him last season as kind of, you'll see yourself Craig I mean what do they really expect do they expect top 6 football I don't yeah. I don't know I think just judging by some of the noises that were coming out of um, St Mirren Park yesterday it, it seems to be suggesting that they just want to freshen things up a bit. It's not I don't think it's necessarily they're unhappy with what Lennon's done. But I think I think St Mirren and St Mirren fans probably accept that you know, where they're finishing the league is about right for them. That's about kind of where they where they where they should be finishing if they have a decent season. And I think it's difficult to keep if you keep trundling along, you know, finishing in eighth place season after season after season. I don't think that's really what the supporters want as well. Although it's consistency and although it's arguably where they should be finishing, I think there is this degree of um, a desire to change things up a wee bit. So, man, get somebody else in and maybe re-energise the fans a wee bit and possibly get one or two people coming back to the game. But it's really harsh. And Lennon, as John says, we were winning that cup last last season uh, and he's, 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 he's had a decent season again this year considering the start he had and the number of people who were who were out for his head at the start of the, um, the start of the campaign? He's done really well to, to bring it around and keep them and keep them in the division. But I just you know as we as we're no doubt going to talk about with Hearts and, and everything else, it just seems to be the the way of football at the moment. People are just um, are just disposable just now. Barry yes. Ferguson's the early favourite for the job. Is he? I, I was seeing Murray was in him. Bookie, I've got Ferguson at evens. And then Murray eleven to eight, John Collins eight to one, Stephen Thompson fourteen to one. See the thing and is, Ian Murray's got a better record than you know, what Barry Ferguson won. What two two games or something like that? I think he won at Blackpool. And uh, he only kept Blackpool up because the other teams near the bottom were off. Yeah, yeah. I mean the Ferguson thing's just putting two and two together and come up with five because he's family and stuff are still up here. But I don't, I don't, I don't see Ferguson having done anything that would. Uh, Ian Murray's got a forty-five percent win ratio. At Dumbarton, which is brilliant. Yeah. That's up there with, with some really good managers. That he's done really well, I think, Ian Murray. 
Yeah, yep. Aye, I suppose we'll see. Uh, Greg, you touched on the, the situation at Hearts. Mm. And aye, it's, it's been interesting since uh, the season has ended and I suppose since Anne Budge has, has come in, the, the, the wheels have been in motion and Gary Locke and Billy Brown's been let go. And Craig Levine's come in to save the day as director of football slash manager aye. because I was hearing that he's got the final say on the team selection. It's so, bizarre. Bizarre. So he can't get sacked. So he can't get sacked. football and also pick the team. Is that not just a manager? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a bizarre set of circumstances because as much as there are some puzzling things, there's potentially some, some positive stuff in there as well. But, but to, I mean, the Gary Locke situation, I think I think you would need a heart of stone not to feel a degree of sympathy for Gary Locke and the fact that he's been, <clears throat> as I mentioned before, just basically just disposed of by the club. You know, thanks very much for, for your efforts this season and, and the way you've dealt with it. And Okay, his record's not great, but I mean, he, he get in there and he gets stuck in. He's turned the team around a wee bit. They've been playing some reasonable football in the last couple of months. And for him just to be uh, launched at the door like that within, you know, hours of the season finish, I, I, I just find it's a bit, um, it's a wee bit, it's a wee bit mercenary, um, to be honest. It's obviously been on the cards for a while. Yeah. It's not, that... It's not as if they've just decided. Yeah, right. just, has, yeah. they've just decided just that they, I, Craig coming in as the football and Robbie Nielsen's taking charge while coaching the side. And that must leave out a bad taste in, in Locke's mouth as well. He must have known for months that they were planning on launching him at the door and planning on promoting Nielsen up to first team coach. And okay, he's never going to know about it, but I don't care who you are, but I'm, I'm sure he's sitting tonight thinking, you know, if you Levine. And I, th- I just, the Levine thing for me, it could go one of two ways. I mean, Levine, by all accounts, did a really good job at Dundee United and turning around the whole sort of football philosophy thing in there in, in terms of working with the young players. And you're starting to see that coming through now at Dundee United and indeed for the last two, three seasons they've been bringing this crop of young players through. And I think that's what Hearts are, are trying to do as well. But let's not forget, this is the same Craig Levine that finished his, his Scotland career in abject humiliation. Yes, Yes, there's I think there's that... no two ways about that. He was a colossal failure at international level, and not just the fact he was a failure. His attitude during that time and in, in the aftermath of that, I think, just stunk. I think it stunk to the high heavens. I the attitude after the uh, failing to accept any criticism for his, it was his defiance to say that he would do it again. He would it do the embarrassing. Nobody absolutely again. Just just accept and say, look, okay, I like to take a risk. It didn't work. Move on. That's it. But I think the the director of football. I'm not a big fan of that. But I think yeah. that he he'll be good at that job because we've seen what he did with Dundee United and with yeah. Scotland. He he likes to keep himself busy and get involved with the kind of things that the managers don't appear to get involved in. Uh, the youth side really going down to a low low level, and that can that might work well for him. But to, to find out that he's got a say in picking the team as well, who's going to be manager strange. now? Strange. That's strange. Who's going to sit in the dugout? Who's going to do the team talk before the game? It's it's a kind of strange it's a kind of strange situation as well. And um, but interesting because I read the I read the statement that came out today, and you know this this woman this um, 
this woman who they've got has ploughed her money and is clearly calling the shots as well. And she's talking about a three to five year plan. And that's all I'm good. Just think, so I'm good. just thinking. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder how. Because a lot of Hearts fans today are coming out and saying, "Oh well, you know, fair enough. She's put her money in. You know, I ah, get rid of these guys. Oh, right, Levine's a good guy. And ah, yeah, we're going to rebuild. I ah, get rid of some of these players. Ah, budget cuts. Ah, that all sounds very good. And it does sound very good until maybe you're facing your third season in the first division. Mm-hmm. And then you start to wonder, mm, is this really what we want? Is this three to five year plan really what we want if we're going to spend three years in Division One? And I, I just wonder whether, given some of the some of the cuts that have happened today, whether that's kind of what they're looking at, or whether they'll turn around and replace the guys that they've, they've shut the door with people and reasonable money, which then throws up the question: Well, why why are you getting rid of these players? So interesting times ahead of Hearts. It's uh, definitely watch this space. There's never a, there's never a dull moment in the time, cast. Did you see Michael Stewart's comments? About I didn't Craig know. Levine? I didn't know. Have you um, basically saying that Craig Levine is not very well liked in terms of in football circles? Mm, I yeah. thought he was saying he's not a very good manager, and did he see eye to eye with him? Basically, that Craig Levine is a dictator. All right. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder whether I mean this this woman that, that's taking charge seems to be a kind of quite a hard headed business. But I mean, obviously, if you if you're running successful businesses, then you, you don't get there with being a with being a good guy. But you just wonder whether you know the regime of hearts is is, is going through the sort of frying pan and the fire a wee bit with, with Romanov and he's interfering and he's and he's uh, he's raging against the press and he's he's a single mindedness to to another regime which is kind of pretty similar and. Uh, yeah, I mean the Levine thing for me, oh, I don't know. It could it could be a masterstroke for Hearts. It could really turn the turn the club around and turn their fortunes around, or it could be um, it could be another abject disaster for them. So only time will tell. Well, I think I that thought... he's come in and uh, he's come in with a decision here to to get rid of the, the big players. I think that the budget would have been keen to to lighten the load in terms of wages, maybe uh, spread it out a bit more. But I think that Levine. Must be the, the man behind the decision to get rid of Hamill, Stevenson, and McDonald, and Definitely. I think that it's foolish because I think that uh, to get rid of McDonald's the one that really strikes me. To get rid of somebody as good as him, somebody who, as experienced as him, and I'm, I've got I'm a strong believer in building from the back. If you've got a solid keeper behind you, somebody with experience, he can guide those in front of him in defence. If the second you've got a solid defence, you can then build that your attacking players can attack, knowing that they're going to be okay if there's a break against them. And I think it, it should all start with a good, experienced keeper, and they've thrown that away. McDonald, yeah. uh, a, a Hearts fan as well, he's the type yeah. of guy that he, I don't think he would have been looking for a lot of money. It's maybe a bit different with, with Hamill and Stevenson. I don't think that they ha- they played such a big part in the team, but I think McDonald, I think is foolish. Laurie mentioned. Uh, Craig Gordon and you, oh, even if you get him a pay-as-you-play deal he's going to be wanting a lot of money and is that who you want to be replacing McDonald? I, I just thought they, think so. There's that young boy Rogers as well he was under 21 keeper for Scotland for a while wasn't he but I don't know how highly rated he is amongst at Hearts. Yeah, I, I just don't, like like you're saying, Craig, I don't see the logic in getting rid of a, a, a really good keeper, a guy that would, would probably be happy to sign a, a couple of year deal on there, and, and you've got that continuity going forward. I don't, because I, I know, certainly at Motherwell this season, we've, we've had, before this season, with a couple of really good keepers, and we've, yes. we've noticed a big difference this year with the number of goals we've shipped, and trying to bring somebody into the place, um, you know, Randolph and, and Ruddy contributed to the teams is nigh on impossible. I mean, and going to go and try and buy 
a keeper like McDonald, it's going to cost you serious money. And if you yes. get one that's in for free, they're going to want decent money as well. So I, I just, unless they've got somebody lined up, which you, you, you assume they must have, then I, I mean I think that's been a I think that's been a rash act. And even I mean Hamill and Stevenson as well. As much as I'm I'm, I'm not the biggest fan either of them. I mean, they're two guys that have, that have chipped in with goals and performances and, and they've dragged these, these younger players along with them. And I think to take that spine out of the team, those three players out of the team, I think I think it's madness. And I, I don't know, I mean, I think the boy McGowan, is he not out as well? He not released as well? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Wilson? Is Wilson released? No, Wilson's I'm still there. He's still there. So, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know, I just, I wonder... It's all very well going with young players and saying, you know, this is the this is the way forward and hats off to hearts for doing it to a certain degree. But I think there has to be a mix of young players and experience. I, I think just chucking a lot of young players in hoping for the best is a is a pretty big gamble, especially in that in that uh, first division. Because you're going to run into guys that have been playing in that first division for years. They've got bags of experience playing in the first division. And I think it's just a I think it might be a step too far for hearts. So but like I say, it'd be really interesting to see who they're who they've got lined up to come in and, and replace some of these players, because I would think there would have to be some traffic coming in the other direction, unless, of course, they are financially up the up the spout, and it really has been a case of trying to cut the cut the cloth accordingly. And if that is the case, if they're having to get rid of the guys like McDonald to chop the wage bill, then I think Hearts fans might be in for a wee bit of shock in terms of getting back into the SPL. One thing I would say, Greg, and you mentioned this earlier, was that uh, about the three to five year plan and if they get stuck in the championship for a few seasons, how the, the fans yeah. might react. I just wanted to put a wee word of warning that the, the chance is that they could end up in the, the mess that Rangers are in and, and spend too much trying yep. to get out of leagues and find themselves in trouble yet again. Uh, yep. I know that many people have thrown stats at me saying uh, if a company goes into administration, there's a chance that they're going to go straight back in it again when they come out. And there is that. The, hopefully, Ann Budge is, is taking care of the, the financial side and ensuring that doesn't happen because, again, as a Rangers fan, I think that's that's almost more important than the footballing side of things, or, or it feels that way now to me. Yeah, uh, I mean, knowing if, that there's a chance that well, there's a chance that I'm well, I'm struggling to pay my, pay my season ticket because Rangers are only accepting cash or check yeah. or whatever. Uh, they're not accepting the usual terms. I'm sure there's many others think that, uh, similar to myself. I think Laurie had said that Hearts are budgeting for staying in the Championship. So Good. Mm. yeah, I think that's sensible. So maybe that to... maybe that's why they've been the cutbacks because I... let's face it, those three are going to be among your higher highest earners. Yeah, and I mean, that... a, in an ideal situation, you want to keep them, but at the same time, you don't want to end up continuing to be in financial problems. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. For years and years, fans have been complaining about Hearts living beyond their means, and now that they've committed to sacked all of the folk, they're all complaining again that they're sacking folk. So, you know, it, it can only be one way or the other. And I get a feeling these these um, folk that have left today is probably more a financial um, decision than it is necessarily a reflection on their ability or their... Uh, other playing style because the guys are getting released, especially like McDonald. McDonald will walk into another uh, club, no problem. He won't have yep. an issue getting another club. And Stevenson, Hamill as well, I would think would both be um, reasonably fine in terms of finding somewhere else to play. So I'm sure they'll get a move somewhere. Yep. So to to recap, in the the bottom bottom six, we had Ross County finishing seventh, St Mirren eighth, Kilmarnock, Partick Thistle, Hibs, and then Hearts. And Hibs managed to finish on more points 
Hearts fi- finishing more points than Hibs if you ignore the yep. 15 point deficit, which is a, yep. a big thing yep. for the Hearts fans and well, a big thing for the Hibs fans as well, I'm sure. So a I saw a bit of Say that again, John. Sorry. Big thing for Hibs all season was a lack of goals. Yes. Mm. Yep. Because their, def- their defence actually compared to all other teams in the bottom six was fairly all right. Um, but 31 goals in 38 games. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of criticism. Uh, the weekend they are aimed at Butcher and the fact that the, the strengthening didn't occur. But who knows? With hindsight, it's easy to say, isn't it? Considering that they were potentially... Well, they were a game away from safety. So on the Sunday, we had the, the top six. And Aye, nothing to talk about there. No, there's nothing to talk about there. Unfortunately, Aye. I didn't get to see any of it live. I, I missed the English as well because I was playing in a football tournament myself. So the, one of the biggest days the footballing calendar and I was off playing football myself so I didn't get to see it so I was checking scores on my phone in between games and well there was nothing much happening in the Aberdeen Motherwell game eh, when I was checking my live scores up no 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 and then Motherwell managed to score a goal eh, probably uh, the cleanest goal you'll see definitely no foul <laughs> in the, the build up to it eh, one of those that'll get replayed a beauty goal of the season type goal. <laughs> We had one recently. What was the one? Was it the Rangers Wraith Rover? No, what was there was a Rangers game, Moshney. The Moshney goal, remember? That was kind of similar. John, Moshney scored overhead kicks. No. He's, he's, he's in double remember, figures. Do you not remember Moshney jumped up with his arms in the air? No, he was Which, challenging for the ball. He did. He knew no, nothing about it, it. Which game was it, Greg? Do you remember it? Is it Wraith Rovers? No, I don't. Oh, I know what it was. We had a debate about it on the podcast. I, I remember. <laughs> Maybe Christmas been... on that night. Wraith Rovers. No, it wasn't Wraith Rovers in the was final, quite, was it? I, prob- I probably saw it and thought it was a perfectly acceptable goal. I think it was a perfectly like acceptable goal. Aye, aye. <laughs> aye. Like, I think like, about Ad- the- like Anderson's earlier in the season. Like Anderson's earlier in the season. Listen, so this, it's been nothing but all this nonsense since the game. And do you know what I mean? It does, it, it, Aberdeen fans moaning about yesterday, Motherwell fans moaning about... Anderson's goal, yeah, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, the goal stands and, and, and the points are in the bag. So, yeah, um, I, mean, I think everybody's just kind of like that now. Oh, yeah, come on, move on. Enough's enough, you know. Aye. It's done. It's done. And well, if we're going to if we're going to complain about the the potential foul on the keeper, what about the handball on the line? Handball on the line or the tugging Hutchison before the ball because anywhere near the keeper. Yeah. But I, I mean, as it's just it's, you could slow it every single instant. You could slow it down and say, well, what about this? What about that? What about the next thing? And um, it's just it's just one of these things. We we finally got a wee bit of luck against Aberdeen, which um, we've not really had the last couple of seasons. So um, we'll, we'll we'll take it and we'll scurry off down the road with the three I points. Like, for like how Reid managed we, we, to fall over in the lead up to the goal. Fell over the keeper. <laughs> right? over. He had time. So he had time to fall over. He had time to have both arms out claiming for the handball. <laughs> then time to score. <laughs> it was a bizarre situation because. Um, Obviously, I was watching it sort of side on at the game. I seen Larry last night. It was, it was. See when that ball hit the bar, it was almost as though um, everything slowed down. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, just the the pace of the play and the crowd, everything just sort of stopped as this ball bobbled about. And I was like, it was almost like an audible intake of breath mm-hmm. as this ball was was knocking about before it finally hit the back of the net. And uh, aye, sparking, sparking wild scenes in the way. And I've, I mean, I've. You ask a lot of Motherwell fans what the greatest celebration ever at the football is, and I'll probably say it was John Philibin's equaliser at Tanadice, 1993, funnily enough. But that yesterday topped a lot. It was absolute 
bedlam in the away oh, end for that I one. I hope you right. behaved. I, I thought you won the league. I thought you'd won the league. John, you know like that? I thought Celtic had been deducted thirty points. John, do you know what? I think I don't think I don't think the celebration would have been any bigger had we won the league because um I just like I said in last week's pod, I just had a funny feeling that we would we were going to get something up at Aberdeen and and, and, and Sunday and it kind of went against the form book as well because I mean we've we've won the last two games, but my goodness, we've struggled. I mean the Inverness game midweek. Uh, last week we scored two early goals then we hung on for 70 minutes and you know, Mackay hits the post with the last kick of the ball and when that rolls along the line and then goes it I just I just had a, a, a feeling that I picked my stomach that we were going to get a result on Sunday and as the game went on on Sunday as well I said to the guy standing next to me I said you know we're going to get one chance here I said it's whether or not we take a chance and I, I, you know, sure enough 91 minutes we, we got a break of the ball and it went in but I just had a funny feeling we might, we might do something Yeah the big thing for me was second place for Aberdeen more than they lost yesterday it was lost in terms of games we've drawn recently mm-hmm. since yeah. the League Cup since the League Cup final we've kind of it says, oh, I don't know whether it's tiredness or what you can blame but we've just kind of coasted along to the end of the season so I, I did think after we'd beat Dundee United midweek I thought that's us Hopefully, yeah. we'll steal second place, but I wasn't overly surprised when we didn't yesterday. And it, is, it would have been nice to finish second. The money would have been nice, but at least we're still qualified for Europe and we've got a trophy this season. Ah, I mean, so that's just something, Europe something next to build week, on. John, I think it's next week you start in Europe. Aye. 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 <laughs> Get two days off. But no, I, was out, I went for a few beers after it and I was out... Uh, I got talking to a couple of Aberdeen fans and, and, and one of the pubs. They were kind of more ah, you or got less talking, you were shouting abuse. <laughs> <laughs> they were more or less saying the same. They said, you know, we came at the ground at the end, we were a bit, you know, downhearted and then a couple of beers and they were saying, well, do you know what, we're, we're sitting here with a cup win, uh, a much improved performance in last season, European yeah. football next season. I okay, I mean, the difference between second and third things a couple, a couple hundred thousand pounds. Aye, I mean, it's, it's, it's significant, but it's not a million pounds. And then, you know, it's not, it's not a budget yeah. spinner. And they were sort of saying they've got a team to build thing. on as well. Definitely, that's what I was saying to them. I was saying, well, yep. look, you look at the squad you've got there, and if you add a couple of players to that, then Aberdeen should be should be second. Maybe, well, maybe the exception of Dundee United next season. Yeah. Aberdeen are, are clear favourites to finish to finish second. Well, I don't know yeah. about your predictions, though, Greg, because you had Motherwell finish in I'd, the bottom six. Honestly, oh, I, remember, I remember that. You I know, were I, a stupid club. I don't, I don't think we've, I don't think we've played that well this season. I really don't. I think the season's gone by. We've played better football we've had better squads but for some reason this year we've just managed to grind out results games that normally we would have have dropped points we, we just seem to have we just seem to have picked some up and like those last those last two games this the St Johnson game and the Inverness game I mean there's no way we still won either of those no uh, way in this earth we still won them the possession that both those sides had and the chances they had just to bury this but I, I just think it's been written in the written in the stars for us this year that we we're going to get that second place so I think um, the one I'm going to argue one thing for Motherwell, even though like you've kind of lost a lot of players like each season, the last few seasons, see in terms of maybe kind of key players, the likes of Lasley, mm. Hutch- Hutchison, mm-hmm. Hamill, mm-hmm. like those three, I mean, yep. having that kind of experience uh, yep. when it comes to the SPL is massive. And uh, then getting Sutton back was a masterstroke. He's been superb for you in terms of goals-wise. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the same sort of half a dozen players that have really um, featured in most games and, and dug us at home. I mean, guys like Lasley, uh, who gets a, a, a hard time for every day, every away support to test the guy for whatever reason. But he was he was Motherwell's player of the year this season, thought he'd play of the year with the supporters um, last week. And he has his head and shoulders above anybody else at that club. And he's he's one of the older players there as well. And he's, his legs aren't quite what they used to be, but 
um, what he lacks in, in ability makes up for and, and determination and drive. And I think that's kind of what's driven the team on in a lot of these games. And Sunday was that was that example. I mean, we'd, we'd one shot on target in the first half, and even that was barely a half chance. We'd absolutely nothing on Sunday up until that goal goes in the 91st minute. And I think it just epitomises the, the, attitude, of the, the attitude of that team uh, this season. So... We'll see all how next year. Who's all out of contract? I know Hutchinson's oh, out of Hutch- contract. Hutchinson will go. He's he's Ofsky. Um McManus is at a contract, so he could go. Hamill's at a contract, he could go. Leslie's at a contract, he could go. Um McFadden's deals up at summer. I would imagine if they could if the club can, can give them a couple of bob they'll stay. Um I mean I don't think they'd be looking for astronomical money, but I would I would think they would want um the salary reflective of the fact that we finished second because I mean yeah. that's actually a couple hundred thousand in the budget now so they'll want to imagine they would want to, um, the salaries bumped up a wee bit yeah. McManus is making the right noises about staying whether he will or won't I, I don't know Hutchison's going to be a huge a huge loss for us I mean two, the two tackles that he made yesterday yeah one in McGinn one in McGinn when he was one of keeper was just I mean you can't that's, that's worth a lot of money so somebody Aye. will come in and, and, and pay him a decent wage and uh, we just we do it with all done. We just need to keep picking guys up and loan and guys for here and there and try and try and fit them into the side. But Jim McCollum still be there? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, he was nearly he was nearly away this, uh, last summer. Uh, I'd be surprised if there wasn't more interest in, in him this summer as well. But I mean, he seems to be reasonably happy where he is. I don't think he's going to take excuse me the first offer that comes his way. But I think if somebody comes in with a with a pretty decent um, a pretty decent deal and a pretty um, a club that's maybe not too far away from from where he's staying just now. Then I think he would he would certainly look at. It. I think he's also got one eye in the Rangers job, which might be another reason why he kind of hangs about up here pretty well. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, hopefully he'll be here next season because I mean, there's no doubt he's been a a big factor in his success over the last the last few seasons. But um, if he goes, then you know we replace him with somebody else and we, we keep going. Alright, I congratulate you on Twitter last night anyway. You did, mate, you did, you did. And you were surprised. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, uh, I wasn't expecting that. But no, I mean, even, as I was saying, even after the game, I got talking to some of the Aberdeen fans, you know, there was, there was very little uh, bitterness in the whole thing, you know, everybody was, everybody was sort of reflective of the fact that both clubs have had, have had really good seasons again, and that'll carry European footballs. Um, gives everybody something to look forward to over the summer as well, so... Um, it was it was quite a it was quite an upbeat atmosphere after the after a match yesterday. So do you think you'll be going on away trips in either of yous? I won't <laughs> be able, I won't be able to afford it. Nah, I doubt uh, it. I'm, I, I'm doubt it. I can't see it. I missed the, yeah. the last I've I've never, I've never seen Mother away in Europe in the last couple of times when I mean the last time we played uh it was Levante in Spain and I'd looked at going that time, but it was I mean it was looking at something like five, six hundred quid, which for me to go and watch a game of football, I, that's just it's pushing it for me. I can't, I can't justify it. And with our record in Europe, pff, you wouldn't want to spend any money. We've not scored, we've not scored in Europe in about three seasons. So unless we draw a Hlanethli or a, um, an English club, I'd love to see us get a, like a, a decent English side um, somewhere that's you know easily accessible. That would be good. But I mean, Europe for Motherwell, you ask a lot of Motherwell fans, they're kind of sick to the back teeth of Europe because we've just we've done absolutely nothing the last few seasons, and it's just a it's just a drain in resources. We lost money last year. Yeah, a big a big Hearts have got lucky. Aye, aye, aye Hearts got lucky. Yeah, Tottenham and Liverpool, something like that would be would be great. But uh, I'm Motherwell seeded for there the second round. 
It's the second round you're going into. Second round round. I wouldn't have thought so, John. I wouldn't no. have thought we'd be seeded for that. Nah. Cause I don't think the, I think the Scottish coefficients are high. Aye, it'll uh, still be the group stages in the World Cup, John, by the time you're in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to want to miss them. Exactly. <laughs> It's embarrassing how early it is. I think I'll be on holiday actually when the first leg's getting played anyway. I'm pretty sure the first leg's the seventh of July. Some of the boys were talking some of the boys I know in the kind of supporters bus they're talking about going wherever it is. Um but I know I think I'll be on holiday in like anyway. Unless Egypt becomes part of the EU and then it's then that's month. <laughs> uh, I, I won't I won't be going to the game. <laughs> That's us, Craig. He's telling me he can't afford to go and watch his team make afford to go to Egypt. I know, <laughs> I know. How do they half live? Aye. I'm going to Blackpool for my holidays. <laughs> I'm going to Aye, you're going, I'm you're going to Tate Park in Glastonbury as well. That costs a fair ball punch, add it all up. Aye, I, suppose, I suppose it does, John, but I've got to uh, do my aye. festivals. Get that off the advertising money for SFF, John. Don't listen to him. Oh, aye. Oh, aye. I, I, I go to Glastonbury and I take my, my lovely cans of tenants. Wonderful. Of course, he talks about tea in the park, giving free tickets because he's the only one that speaks about tenants. Well, we know we know what te- tenants are like in terms of giving me freebies. And basically, they just laughed at me the last time I asked them. Aye, the Did first leg is the, the 3rd of July. Aye. That's before the World Cup final, isn't it? Yes. Got to, that's got to be. Uh, that's got before to be. the World Cup final, something like the. I'll be on holiday when the World Cup final's on. I know that much. Uh, so what, if, what, if, what about half your squads in the, the final of the World Cup, John? What are you going to do? Aye. How are you going to handle that? You're going to have to call them back for the World Cup and say, oh, but, you've, but, you've but, got a qualifying game in the Big, big Vernon gets a call-up. For England, I like call-up. <laughs> aye. And who else? I don't know. Aye. No. Aye. <laughs> no. European, it's crap how none of our teams go automatically into the group stages. I think it's push actually. That's it's just uh, European football is just all about money. There should at least be one Scottish team that goes straight into the the European group stages. At least one. Whereas at the end of the three, day, right? We're, did, we're a diddy country. That's it. might be, but we'll continue to be a diddy country until we actually get in the group stages, and then one of these teams can at least make a wee bit of money. Not going to make much in the European Rangers. league, but you maybe make a million, yeah. two million, which is massive to a club. Give Rangers time. We'll Celtic. get in Europe, and we'll we'll get pumped. Pumped out in the first round. Anyway. Right. Aberdeen were the last side to get into the, the group stages. But the only side outside are Celtic and Rangers to get uh, beyond the group stages. Bayern Munich can know that as well. Eh? It was a aye. Due to all, and then we get humped over there. But aye, the days are sunny. I look when Josh Walker who we had on loan. Look, I'd be happy drawing nil nil against Bayern Munich at kickoff. <laughs> Never mind drawing it full time. Aye, it was good. Change days. But no, it was, good, it was good yesterday to see a big crowd in. But I think it was, uh, attendance was up maybe, uh, maybe 17,000, something like that. Aye, it was, it well. It was packed out, it was really good. That's yeah, yeah, and the game topic. was on telly as well, Greg. It was on telly as well, aye, but it's it been was, scheduled yeah. for a telly for Yonks, Greg. Aye, still a good crowd. Aye, aye well. Interesting <laughs> thing happening though, see what Aberdeen, like see how like Celtic and Rangers talk up what they've sold in terms of what, what the attendance is. Aberdeen. What do you mean they top up, John? They, they Celtic and right. Rangers just follow the, the, the accepted no. rules. Aye, right. So Aberdeen, the day before kickoff, had mentioned that they'd sold something like, you know, 17,063 or 17,600 17, tickets, Aye. whereas the actual confirmed attendance was less than what they said they'd sold the day before. <laughs> so it's like, what, what's the reason to talk it down? Tax. What, like, 
Tax purposes, Bob. Tax purposes. Bob used to do that all the time. Old firm games, the place we packed to be saying that it is uh, attendance uh, 6,000. <laughs> it's about 14,000. <laughs> attendance was 17,016. And I'm pretty sure on Saturday night I read we'd sold 17,063 tickets. So that wasn't even taken into account. Yeah. Support that Motherwell had with them. Yeah. So yeah. Who, who knows? Yep. Yeah. The, the other games. Well, they, they didn't really fill me with much excitement. I know that Celtic fans would have been excited about getting the, the trophy and saying goodbye to the Samaras. Aye, Eurovision contest as well. To dig a, a, a lap on if I were in the Eurovision Song Contest. And <laughs> oh, aye, aye. Sa- Samaras actually tweeted that. Uh, tweeted <laughs> uh, so, he, so he's in for the banter as well. That's good. So I, I think the Celtic game is all about the, the goodbyes and the, the celebration because at the end of the day, they... They managed to walk that league, so credit to them. They, they didn't do well in the cups, and I think that they they know that they need to work harder. But you can't really argue with ninety nine points and a positive goal difference of seventy seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've absolutely stormed that league. Yeah, right, what was it? One defeat, one defeat in the whole campaign. Yes. Aye, Aberdeen. That's, that's it. I mean, that's, that's an outstanding record, it really. Is. But then look at the resources available to them. They should be so. Yep. You know. Aye. It's a bit of a shame what's happened with Samaras because the noises that's coming out in, in public anyway is that Lennon wanted them and he wanted to stay and yet Samaras is saying that there was no offer available at all which surprises me. You'd think that Lowell would have made a wee tentative what do you fancy for staying? I'll, I'll give you yeah. five grand. We'll start low. Uh, yeah. there's been t- I've heard a rumour that he was wanting close to 30 which doesn't really surprise me because I, I would think that he would want to be uh, up there with top earners at the club, definitely. But, but he says that there was there was no offer made, and it, it didn't seem that he had put the, the the hand out asking. So I don't know. Again, this maybe, is all what's said in public. You just don't know what to believe. Maybe they're just maybe they're looking at maybe trying to free up his wages, get somebody else in that they can they can pay a wee bit less money for, and then maybe get a move couple of good players a, in for that. I can maybe pick up somebody and move them on for a profit. That's what Celtic like to do. They've done that for a while. Buy players that's a lower value and then shut them on for a profit. Whereas Samaras, yeah, he was he's a contract, so he's, they're not going to get any money for him. And to sign him for another two, three seasons, his value is going to be next to nil anyway. So I think it's maybe more to do with the business side of things. But yeah, it's interesting he's come out and said that today that he was. Um, there's no offer the table so it's obviously going to put Law under a wee bit of pressure I'd imagine yep. pressure Lennon, might be replace him Lennon Aye. was saying that he's, he's no, he doesn't think he'll be seeing him again because he'll be off to the World Cup so I think that they, they're both pretty much closing the door on that and saying that's it yep, yep. that's good um, seeing talk of the goodbyes as well I noticed the just before we came on the podcast Neil Cooper has left uh, Ross County ah, I saw that eh? um, it's part of a restructuring process so it's a, it's a busy couple of days it's just, sure. a cut, it's just a cutthroat world just now football and, and SPFL football it really is I think a lot of sides are now trying to tip their budgets back to, to a, a, a manageable degree they're finally starting to draw their purse strings on the wee bit I think you're, you might find a lot of these sort of guys in the periphery are just are now just jettisoned out the game it's, it's kind of it's kind of hard luck but then at the end of the day if, you know, if your face doesn't fit and the club can't afford you then yeah, you're going to go. I'm, I'm still astounded that we've got a goalkeeping coach up at Motherwell. You, you talk about cutting costs. We've got Gordon Marshall up there. It's a goalkeeping coach. I mean, I don't know how much money he gets paid, but a goalkeeping coach, really? Yeah, specialised position. So, 
he might not take that much money. Hey, be, hey he might be up there, John. He might be up there for nothing for I know or, or, or peanuts or expenses. But yeah. it just surprises me a lot of clubs in the SPFL still seem to be carrying quite a quite a big entourage of sort of add-on positions as well. So I don't know. Maybe it's maybe in terms of the wage bill, it's all pretty negligible though. Maybe it's it's a, it's a drop in the ocean. I hear that uh, Riordan's been released uh, by <laughs> Alloa as well. That, <laughs> that's another one. You look at Riordan, O'Connor. And Craig Gordon, and you just think that quality players just right. hasn't worked yeah. out for them. They're just no longer fancied. I don't know if this has always happened that, that players of that quality are just lost in the game. I, I just it, it surprises me that th- these kind of things are happening. Uh, well, Kevin Thompson until uh, Hibbs to come back as well was another one. It's just, I it's, it's changed times. Uh, the finances is coming into it more and more. That the fact that they can't risk paying these players money when they can go to youth and yep. still get a, a similar level of performance. Is somebody whose attitude's arguably a lot better as well yeah. than these guys who are only turning up reeking a drink and being overweight, etc, etc. You know, the, the baggy shit comes along with certainly those two. problem with O'Connor is he had a Connor. constant cold. That was his problem. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move on. Yeah. We'll move on from, the, from that. Uh, what else I wanted to discuss because we, we covered Scotland squad the Scotland squad I, I noticed that Gary Caldwell is back playing for Wigan and he's been included in the Scotland squad yeah was he playing tonight against QPR he was playing tonight yep uh, the the score for that is 2-1 to QPR in extra time but he was playing is that the final QPR and Wigan no or is no, that no. I don't think it is no because it was getting it was getting played at QPR's ground Yes. Aye, right. Aye, that's right, because uh, Dunway, Brighton and But yeah, to see Caldwell back, I think I think that's good to see him in the, the Scotland squad again. I just don't know if he's he's still got it in him. He's he had a, a pretty bad time with, with injury, so I just don't know. Maybe there's the element of bringing a bit of experience in there as well, you know. I think, like I, I mentioned earlier, sometimes these teams that have a blend of sort of old heads and, and sort of younger guys as well, and they chip every day and just replace them with youth, I think it's maybe a, a stretch too far. But I mean, he's a guy that's got bags of experience. I mean, he's always he's always been a bit of a figure of fun, every day poked fun at him and all the rest of it. But I mean, he's, he's got a national record, you know. It's there, it's better than mine. I don't have an international record like that. So, oh, I think, he, I think I'd have him on the park. I think yeah, he's I a good leader. I think he's he's a proper a proper Scotland fan through and through. Mm-hmm. Unlike some of the players that are coming in, and they may attempt to put in ninety nine percent effort, but you know with Caldwell he's going to put in a hundred percent. Whether that's whether he makes the, the odd mistake or not, it's, that's another thing. But ah, he's I a, think he's, he's an honest player. He's an honest player, Caldwell. I mean, he, 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 he never he never shucks, he never hides, he doesn't pull out of squads, he turns up and then gets on with it. Like, okay, he makes the odd clanger here and there, but I mean, by and large, he's, he's relatively steady. couple of Derby players in the squad as well. Chris Martin and is it Craig Forsyth, our left-back. So we've been struggling for our left-back for a while. See, no touring with the new album. No. <laughs> aye, Chris Martin, aye. aye he's, he's, he's got it after I spot up with Gwyneth Spalcho, so... And Sam is turning to play football, but that's us what get maybe a couple of contenders for left back, left back slot and the boy for side could maybe be playing in the Premier League next year for Derby. And then obviously you've got Andy Robertson, who I don't know whether he's gonna be speculation for a move, I think, over the summer. 
Everton have been linked with him. No, I don't think he would go there and be first choice, but. No, I hope he stays. Um, I hope yeah, he stays. He's, he's got a lot of a lot of work to be done games, there because it, it was only time. only last season he was at Queens Park. He's he's just yeah. made this step up, and I think he wants to settle himself before he makes a move and potentially disappears. Same thing. Well, these guys they need to be playing regular football. I don't. I, yes. I hate it when I see them going moving to a bigger side, and you know they're not going to feature in the show. It's just a total waste. Two or three seasons getting. Getting regular football is going to work wonders for, for young players like that. And you look at the boys that you look at like McCarthy and, and these guys that you know, did it, they got their they got their seasons under their belt up here and then they went on and get moves and progressed and they're now playing well. So it's it's definitely a it's definitely a timing thing with these guys. Oh well, United's a perfect place to be if you're a, yeah. a young footballer uh, and yep. you're getting a game there. It's it's very exciting times there. I think the the guy Telfer, the Rangers are apparently signing for Dundee United and I think he's he's looking on at this and seeing that these players coming through and how well they're treated and, and how often they're played. Yeah, there's there's definitely no fear in in putting out youngsters there. Suter at seventeen being yep. a mainstay in the defence, I think it's brilliant, brilliant for Scottish football. Aye, so Scotland, Scotland under seventeens won today against Germany one 0 I heard that That's they were leading the European European Championships. Uh, Scott Wright scored, who is in the Aberdeen setup. Supposed to be a decent player. So I think Thursday. The under 17s play Switzerland, and they've just need a draw to go through. So good luck to them on Thursday. Good stuff, fine. And the uh, predictor, the, the Premiership season has come to an end, so the, the predictor has come to an end, and the overall winner was, was El it Chape. Oh. It wasn't you, you came close. Was that second? You came close. But El Chape came top. Second last. And, <laughs> and joint second was Ara Bugsy and Breb 61. Brebs is a Aberdeen fan, John. And then you oh, need to I go pretty far down from, to find me. Um, oh, dear me. What am I? You're 202nd. Do you get a point deduction for getting the administration? <laughs> she actually have done that in the predictor. Deducted all the Rangers fans 15 points. <laughs> we're, we're not in administration. Behave yourself. Not yet. Not yet, aye. No, the season's finished. Aye, so thanks for everyone who took part in that. And also... I don't want to forget about the, the podcast mini league. <laughs> Chris mentioned that he's won that for the second second year. Aye, he basically scraped it. He, I don't yeah, know how he did it. Sweet. Two points was it? Oh, I'm just well, not. I, 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 what about I, the predictions I, for the weekend? Did I not get a whole load right on the money? Did Who's you put it on the website? I did put it on the website. I told you that you got your black book there. I've got my black book. Right, check, check last week, so I'm sure I called the Motherwell result. You I'm did, sure I called the did. Celtic result. What, Celtic? No, you went 4-0. Oh, what? That, that, I must have got another one right to get command like right. Right, so you went 0-0 in the Hibs game. You went oh, right. 2-0 in the Partick Thistle game. You went 3-2 mm. to Hearts. Mm. <laughs> you sure you weren't me continue? Nah, you got the Motherwell Inverness score right, 2-1. Two one. I, I knew I'd get more. I knew I'd get more than that, right? Aye, uh, you you Ross County Hibs. You got that right. Yep. Aye, you, you did all right then. I suppose. Did all right. Then maybe I'll play it next year. Maybe I'll step up to the mark next year and give you boys a fright. Aye, well, I, if you want, I could, I could, I could give you my black book and you can write down all the scores, <laughs> calculate how many points nah. you've got. Nah, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> the days of having a black book are long gone, aren't they? No, I've, I've got a black book, but it's just oh, it's not as that. exciting as a real black book. It's oh, just aye. got your name in it, John, and Greg's name. See, yes, <laughs> I mean, most Chris folks like 
most folks' wives find her black book and they're in trouble. Craig's wives find his black books and she's like, what? Brain hemorrhage. Just a load of numbers and scores. <laughs> it's code. <laughs> Thinks you've flipped your lid. Thinks you've turned into rain, man. What, have you got stickers in the front of it or anything like that? What have you got in the front of it? No, it's just plain. It's unmarked. No. But talking of stickers, I'm collecting the stickers in the, the World Cup. Panini aye, I heard. Aye. You can swap them with my boy. Aye, right. Well, I'll be posting up my doublers on the forum when I get some. <laughs> aye. Aye. Right, aye, and you I'm collect, is it you collecting them or is your boy collecting them? Are you, you're you even carrying on. It's your boy. You could have just said you've got a... What age is your son? Seven, seven. eight? Seven. Aye, it's right, two years. Said, two years are doing it. Aye, no. You could have just said the boys collect them. But no, you're, you've actually came out and said, I am collecting the stickers. <sighs> yeah, I'll be doing a World Cup predictor as well on the forum. I just need Aye, to get around to writing it. Brilliant. When's brilliant. the world? There needs to be a World Cup section opened up as well for the forum. There will be. John, Aye, don't you worry that, about it. The get forum that admin is that, all over that. Because I've started chatting about the Germany squad and all sorts. Right, Gomez being left out. Section. That yeah. needs to be started. I want to get the World Cup chat going. Right. You're going to organise another World of Beer, John? World Cup of Beer? Aye, well. Get the group stages. Try and get the group stages. <laughs> the problem was that, that was originally why when the group the groups were announced, it was that's what what inspired the idea. But right. there's some there's some countries you just I can't find beers. Or if I think <laughs> I, if I was to find beers, I think it'd be pretty pricey to get. Because mm, you can aye. you can get beers online and all that, but they charge they charge a hefty price for delivery. Yeah. Nah, you could just be pretty vague though, could you not? Well, we, we could, could just... aye, we could throw in a bit, we could throw in a few Snyders, like a few, or even maybe a few doublers for certain countries. Um, so I will see, maybe get that going. Aye. Right, so got the playoff semi-finals coming up this week. Mentioned earlier that the BBC are failing to acknowledge that they're occurring, other than the BBC Alba, of course, which are showing yep. the Beath against a Fenland game on Wednesday night and the return leg on Sunday, five past four. So that'll be good to, to get, catch that in the telly box. And we're going to go for, oh, what was the guy's name again? A first Greg Stewart. Already. Greg Stewart, first Stewart. scorer, Cowdenbeath, 92. £10 on that, courtesy of McBookie. And now the hard part, we need to pick a bet out of these see, games. See, just out of interest, what, what is Kane Hemmings for first goal scorer? You, you keep going on about this. I'm just no out of interest, just out of interest. You're going to, to put win. the hex in this bet, John. You're going to put the, the Jonah on it. <laughs> right, four to one. Right, what games are on? Who's playing? Right, Hamilton please. and Falkirk. Right, that's on Tuesday home night. Win. We've got Falkirk, Falkirk at home first leg, aren't they? Yep, they are. Away yep. one. Right, yeah. I, think, well, I think Hamilton's a shout, Greg. I like Aki's and Aki's are going to... Are going I know to you're hugs. an Aki's fan, so... Oh, second best team in Lanarkshire. <laughs> Soft spot for I the Aki's. second... Aye. 95 for Hamilton. So I'm liking those odds. Oh, I, I would have picked them. Hamilton. Right, and then on Wednesday night, we've got Sterling Albion against East Fife. Sterling Albion are only charging a tenner for that, so I was considering going if it's a nice evening. Uh, you should phone BT and see if they put it on the TV. See if you I will do. Because I'll do it again. <laughs> see, see, you're talking about that being ten pound. Did you see? Remember, Albion Rovers did the thing earlier on in the oh, season. Yeah, where you could choose what you paid. They're doing that yep. for a season ticket in that season. So Aye. the minimum anyone has to pay for a season ticket, Albion Rovers that season is ten pound. It's a brilliant but, idea. But, but usually, usually the the, the price of a season ticket there is one hundred and forty pounds, so and they're hoping the kind of core fans will still pay one hundred and forty. But hats, hats off, 
that's off to Albion Rovers. I need to deserve a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I, yep, I think some, some fans will pay more. I think some fans, the hardcore fans, will pay more than their ticket because almost as a, a thank you to that kind of gesture. I think it's brilliant. I think the, the hardcore fans can pay their buy their ticket as usual or or possibly add on a wee bit extra. They could also snap up two or three of these ten pound season tickets. Aye, I, th- I think. I'm thinking I think myself you... for Rangers, I would buy a couple at ten pound for my kids. Thinking oh, if okay. I take them two or three times over the whole season, I've got my money's what? worth. I think I think that's a really good good idea, especially for a a ground like that that's going to have plenty of seats available for the season ticket. They're not they're, they've not got a limit, if you like. It's it's practically unlimited. When's, when's the last time you went to Clifton Rovers? No seats. <laughs> There's about twenty seats in that main stand. There is a grass bank. Do they have? <laughs> see, see out of interest, do they have hospitality at it? Because maybe they'll see. No, maybe not. might no, but if they do hospitality, they might see an upturn in that. Maybe hospitality. You're another one that needs to go. Last time I was at Clistonville, they were playing. They were playing Livingston. That's usually a long, a long ago. Was we went for a cup of tea at half time. Trust me, they don't have hospitality. They've got a kitchen at the end ah, of the tunnel where a woman dishes cups I of tea. I bet they've got hospitality. No right. chance. Us? No. I bet they do. No Greg. chance. I was at I was at the Rex. Absolutely. I got hospitality at the Rex. That was brilliant. Get hospitality at the junior games. Aye. Aye. Surely you get hospitality. I'm going to need much, Greg. You just need basically access Three to ju- beer. Aye, exactly. <laughs> when at Rex, I think it was just cans cans of beer. I'll uh, be a nice steak pie dinner. Brilliant. Yeah, we just check. I'll be in Rovers Hospitality. Sponsorship opportunity. Aye, I'll be in Rovers Hospitality. They were doing it for the Rangers game. Mm-hmm. Aye, there we are, Greg. See, doesn't it? Doesn't Aye, have to be anything fancy. Well, you'll be doing going for a curry somewhere in Coat Bridge, and then they'll Aye. get a taxi to the game. Trust me, there's, <laughs> nothing, still, in, there's nothing in the stadium. Aye, but they might see a wee upturn to hospitality, maybe. It's a good idea, anyway, because like you're saying, even if they get... 50, 60 locals to go and chip in 20, 30 pounds each, you know, get them come along in the game, get them in the habit of going. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see, like you say, I'd like to see the, the regular fans continue to pay their, pay their season second, then they'll still get a baby bonus. Yes, I think they will. Yep. I think I think they will. I think they'll be, I think it'll be treated with, with respect from the, the fans. Oh. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, the hospitality, I think, was at Ibrits. Yes, it was. It was Ibrits. Well, aye, but as you say, they maybe do something wrong with like a local restaurant. That's what the, that's what, uh, that's what the juniors do at Talbot. Certainly, it's like a local kind of pub bar restaurant, and they kind of go there for a lunch and that. But quite, quite decent, decent kind of price. I'm a bit okay. worried. I'm on, I'm on their website, and they've got a, they've got a link for the um, pay what you can season ticket PayPal site the top it's got test 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 please do not use <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably best you don't use that just now if you're thinking about chipping I'll ask I mean the minimum £10 plus a pound for your postage and they'll send you a season I might I might even just buy a season ticket you know what I might go and, I might go and buy one <laughs> a season hard, ticket right? holder <laughs> a season ticket holder I'll be in Rovers never go but you know it's £10 in the coffers oh, yeah, good, good luck to them definitely yep <laughs> They might, they might get a lot of Celtic fans. They might get a lot of Celtic fans going on their weeks that are no that Celtic aren't playing at home. Mm-hmm. So they could see a good maybe a good amount there. Aye. Oh, what? Aye. Please enter your donation amount. Greg, you want me to sign you up? Oh, well, you sign up. You sign up. I'll sign up. We can go. <laughs> hey, we'll go. We should. We should do that in the forum. Give go to a game. Sign up for a season second. We'll Aye, go and then a, go to a game. Go for a day out in Coatbridge. <laughs> Aye. Oh, oh, wait a minute. 
there's news, news, oh no, mind you, it's from 2012. <laughs> a FC hospitality suite will be opening as a public bar prior to a match on Saturday. That was 19th of January 2012. But that's our broth. Oh, so what? it is. What is that? <laughs> no, but it must have been a broth they were playing or something like that. Or maybe it was Art of oh. Broth. Oh, it was Art of Broth. On that subject, guess where I had lunch today? Um, I guess. Uh, guess. McDonald's. Come on. No. Town. Which town? Our Broth. Our Broth. Are you on holiday? Our Broth in the way. I was up at a game, wasn't I? So I came back down today. Oh, you have, a wee you have a wee overnighter? Cheeky overnight. So I stopped in Our Broth for a, a wee fish tea in the way home. You, was that an overnight with the boys or overnight with the wife? Or what? Uh, it was overnight on my own. It was a solo. A oh, solo? Han <laughs> solo last night. Han <laughs> solo. Aye, right, let, let's get it sorted then. Next year, we'll all buy a season ticket for Albion Rovers and we'll go to a game. Have a wee day. That's all we need to do is go to one game and we've, we've made our price. That's it. Mm-hmm. We'll, try and get, we'll try and get folk in the forum to go as well. Try and make a wee day of it. <laughs> Albion Rovers season ticket. Why not? <laughs> Right, okay, we're back to the charity bit. We've got Hamilton 95, and we're going to have to choose between Stirling Albion against East Fife or Cowdenbeath against Dunfermline, or we could stretch it to the weekend and pick in Scottish Cup final, Dundee United against St Johnston. What's or the deal? We, we go for the second we're getting, legs. We're getting a bet for that final. We're getting a bet for the Scottish Cup. A special bet for the Scottish Cup final. Must be. Aye. We always got a bet for the Scottish Aye, Cup. Aye, I'm a bet for the Scottish Cup final. Ah, well, that could be part of this double. Well, why, why don't we? Well, why don't we just ding the first scorer, ding the first scorer bet, and put that on the uh, cup final? That's not allowed to do that. Game. No, it's not a lower league game. We can't do that, Greg. The rules are rules. No, but they just cancel the first scorer bet, and they give us a ten that they put in the cup final. Oh, it's too late for negotiations. We just need to run about the way it is. You're as bad as Hibs. What, what's the <laughs> what's the running total? What's the running total? Four hundred and eleven pound for charity. Oh, brilliant. Just right. the bits with that, John, and we're gonna we're gonna better that because we've got the the best first scorer bet. Not none of this Kane Hemmings. Why don't why don't why don't we contact McBookie and get them to put the full four hundred and forty in Stevie mate to score first <laughs> next, next Saturday? Come on. <laughs> right. So who we who are we going for? I think we should go for Cowdenbeath at home. I don't, I don't know anything about any of these teams. I don't. Who cares? Right. What okay. Cowdenbeath at home? Teams. Sixty-five. I go for that. Right, that returns £61.60 on a double of Hamilton, Cowdenbeath. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> Here, I'm, I'm, on, I'm going to be all over that myself. Aye, I was all over that bet during the week. We good that did me. Aye, I, I won money at the weekend there. I had Kelly and also Motherwell. <laughs> two, two attractive bets there. What odds what, were Motherwell? I think I got over evens. Anyway. Oh, I was going to say, I thought it would have been good maybe. to put the one, maybe. Aye, maybe mm-hmm. double. Good. Aye, 50, 50 back, so it's good. Good to see you didn't put the Joan on it, didn't you put the kibosh on it? <laughs> Aye. Right, so we'll go with that then, Hamilton and Beath and £61.60 back, and we've got Stu- the bet on Stuart to score first for Cowdenbeath at 92. And we're all going to watch Albion Rovers next season. Yeah. Aye, and get your donations in for the test, test, test. Please do mm. not use PayPal donation to get a season ticket. Because I might not be a season ticket at Rangers next season. I don't know. don't know what's happening. So I need to find a, a new team to support. So I'll be <laughs> Rovers could be it. It's not exactly my local team, but... 
Ninjas Rangers. 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 Just I don't know. I like the underdog. Aye, that's how you support Rangers. You support Rangers. I didn't get that. You sounded like a robot there, John. Aye, that's how you support Rangers. Like yeah. an underdog, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Aye, it's the first time, John, I was ignoring you. Aye. I go for St Johnston as well. I think just I'm okay they're, they're a bit of a bogey side for United, so um, I don't think United will be as confident as they might have done had they been facing a Inverness or something. So. <laughs> I think it could be a, I think it could be a wee upset in the cards and, and St Johnston uh, end the season victorious and Tommy Wright should of course be given the uh, manager of the year awards. Get them taking them off McInnes and get them <laughs> shipped into Perth. It's only fair. Mm-hmm. It's only fair, but it's... I'm sure McInnes will drive them to himself if if the St Johnston won that cup. And uh, Greg's putting on four hundred and forty pound on Stevie May for first yeah, goal scorer. First goal scorer. Yep. yep, for charity, Greg. Oh, that, you should do that. that. Thanks. Easy. It's well within my means. Yep. And it's it's interesting that we've got the game on at uh, three o'clock. How's that yeah. interesting? Because it's three o'clock on a Saturday. Ah, oh, it's, 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 it's always a case. Yes, it's always a case. I know. Oh, but it's still interesting for a three o'clock kickoff on the Did they the, Did they try and have the final last year on a Sunday? Was it on a Sunday last year? Did they uh, try and change it because of the Champions League or something like that? I've got a funny feeling you yeah. might be right. It's because UEFA doesn't like uh, any other games being on the same day as the Champions League final, but I'm sure the season changed. It was brought forward a week because of the World Cup. Right, so maybe yeah. it, so, uh, and, there was talk of it happening, but then it's not happened. Cause it's, so the game's yeah. on the telly. I know Greg's kind of against games being on telly. It's I don't like watch fans it. Watching I just it don't and watch them from the TV. I boycott them. Aye, so <laughs> I boycott it. I go and sit at the back. It's on BBC One and Sky Sports One. I might go along. Yeah, I might see if I can get a ticket and go along. Aye, I'm sure you'll get a ticket. Yeah, I might do that then. I think Dundee United sold about thirty thousand. I think St Johnston sold about ten thousand last I heard. Yeah. And then obviously there's a prawn sandwich parade. So aye, it sounds like a good, sounds like a decent crowd. So it could be an alright crowd. Could be a good occasion. Hopefully there'll be goals. Mind any head to Hamden, Greg, if you're if you're getting up. Oh no, no no, I know where it is, don't worry about it. Aye. Should be good. A wee exciting end to the season and then the FA Cup final, obviously playing second fiddle to the Scottish Cup final, but that's on after it, five o'clock. I don't, I don't even know who's in that final FA Cup. Hull against Arsenal. There you go, I couldn't did you know what? That's been the last two sides of the pick. And, and then, then if you're if... into football, you've got the Borussia Dortmund against Bayern Munich final. Is that, Champions League? Is that a Champions League final? No, that's, that's the, the Pokal final. final. The Pokal wow. final. Uh, and then is it Sunday, Atletico Madrid against Barcelona? Uh, or I'm Barcelona not... against Atletico for the league title in Spain? Yes. Uh, is it I've... Sunday? Tell me it's Sunday. Oh, I don't know, it's not on the website I'm looking at. I sh- hopefully it's on Sunday. Aye, grumpy old man would know. He's good at the TV fans. he'd know. Aye. And then Aye. Champions League final must be the following week. Yep. Uh, it must be and Saturday at quarter to eight next that's, Saturday so next Monday's the end of season podcast yes it is, it is. Well, maybe we're having a wee week. World Cup one maybe we're having a wee World Cup podcast I'm not sure no. we'll discuss that we'll discuss that 
No, <laughs> no more podcasts. I just know Sky, Sky Sports. I've got the first leg of the Premiership playoff final. Sky Sports. That's good. <laughs> right, anything else you want to discuss in this short podcast? Oh, before we end, I wanted to say that I won the five-a-side tournament yesterday. <laughs> you notice how nobody asked. Won it by yourself. <laughs> Look, Greg, I'm used to it. My wife didn't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> did she run you an ice bath? No, there was none of that. There was none of that. What did you win? You got a trophy? A tro- oh, I got a trophy, but my mates got it. Oh, right. We went straight to the bar with the trophy and my mate got it filled up with a pint. Drinking a pint of carling oh, out of this trophy. Oh, no. Oh, the thing is, it tasted all metal. Oh, it was it was a big tournament. It was like a, a national uh, five a side tournament. It uh, featured eight teams. As many as that. Fisterland. Fisterland, aye. Did you score any? Did you score any? Oh, Greg, just just out of five games <laughs> we played, we, we leaked one goal. That, one that, goal. That says it all. We, we only leaked. Was that an old goal by you? Was that an odd goal by you? I was actually subbed at that time. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So I said, I'd done my job. I could have scored a goal, but I was taken out last man. I could have. I could have done this. I could have I done could, that. I could have scuffed it wide, but I was taken out. Aye. Right, but thanks for coming on. And thanks to whoever's listening live, because I checked the stats and there was two people listening live last week. Two people. Um, two people. So hello to the two people. See as well the name of the podcast that has to be Miley Cyrus. He's in, inflatable penis. <laughs> tell them, tell go tell the story. No, I'm not telling the story. It's nothing to do with me, John. I don't know what you're. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. It's totally to do with you. We came on the podcast and John just. We never came on the podcast. Talking about inflatable, what are you talking about? inflatable penises. Hey. No, no, no. I know what he's on about. It's it was sent by you. <laughs> Before the podcast started, the first, thing I see with, first thing I see when I come on Skype tonight is Miley Cyrus, giant inflatable penis at G-A-Y. How on earth did you even find that? Just go on the forum, scottishfootballforums.co.uk and you'll find what's Miley Cyrus up to and you'll just shake your head. Right, well thanks for listening and thanks for coming on you guys and we've got the final end of season podcast next week and hopefully we'll get the four airs on, hopefully we'll get Chris back. I'll get the beers in for that one. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Right, but thanks again. And I'll speak to you next week. All right. See you later. Cheers. 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.